Welcome to Radio Sephirod's English Corner. I'm your host, Linda Jimenez, bringing news and other features of Jewish interest to Radio Sephirod's English-speaking audience in Spain and around the world. Our trivia question for this week is, when does the Jewish cemetery in Faro, Portugal date from, and how many people are buried there? If you follow English Corner, you'll remember that a few weeks ago we spoke with several members of the new Jewish community of the Algarve in southern Portugal, and we mentioned the Jewish Heritage Center in the town of Faro. This week we're speaking with Antonio Valente, who's the guide there. But before he tells us about the museum and cemetery, I'd like to give you a little background about Portuguese Jewish history. Although Jews were present in Portugal since Roman times, the population was multiplied in 1492 when thousands of Jews fled from Spain to Portugal to escape the Inquisition. At first they were permitted to settle there, but in 1496 King Manuel I, on drawing up his marriage contract with the daughter of Ferdinand and Isabella of Spain, gave in to their demands and agreed to completely expel Jews from the kingdom. He realized that the Jewish community was an asset to the Portuguese economy, so he delayed the Jews' departure and forcibly converted as many of them to Christianity as possible. Many of the Jews did eventually leave, marking the beginning of the Portuguese Jewish diaspora throughout the world and the end of its Jewish quarters. Only in the 18th century was the power of the Inquisition curtailed by the Marquis of Pombal, who was the king's prime minister. He invited the descendants of the expelled Jews, who were traders and businessmen in Gibraltar and North Africa, back to Portugal to help rebuild the economy after the devastating earthquake of 1755. The Inquisition itself was only formally disbanded in 1821. Some of the returning Jews settled in Faro, in the Algarve, on Portugal's southern coast, where there had already been a Jewish presence before the expulsion. In fact, the first book printed in Portugal was a Pentateuch from the shop of Samuel Gacon in Faro in 1487. The returning community, made up of about 60 families, thrived at first and even had two synagogues, but Unfortunately, the community disappeared, mainly because the younger members migrated to the cities of Lisbon and Porto, leaving the cemetery as the only remaining vestige of the first post-Inquisition Jewish presence in Portugal. Before bringing you this week's interview, I'd like to remind you that this Passover, the new Jewish community of the Algarve will be holding a kosher Seder and you're invited to come. To contact them or to read more about their community and the Heritage Center, please see the information on this page. And now, our talk with Antonio Valente. Thank you very much for speaking with us today. Can you describe first what the Jewish Heritage Center here in Fado does? 
Vifaro Jewish Heritage Center have a, a research of these people where as businesses, factories, um, also the synagogues and uh, in Lower Faro today. And uh, the Jewish Quarter, the Jewish Quarter is the same uh, as um, Cork factory, the place. And um, we have also a map with the um, Faro map where Jews lived and everything. And also a tour, walking tour for the tourists see the place where Jews lived and have businesses and factories. Is that a, a walking tour of the city? Of the city, yes, oh. in the city, during one hour. And the, the tour in, inside also is with the DVD, the synagogue furniture from 1830. And uh, I talked about three, fa three families in this community, the most important families in this community. So this is, someone still lived in Portugal, like uh, the Amrams, the Scare, Scare, someone lived in Portugal, some, another, the, the most good to Brazil, and also the Roa family. Uh, now is the biggest Jewish family in Portugal, but from this community. When did this Jewish Heritage Center start, and how did it start? Who started it, and why? The Heritage Center from Mr. Ralph Pint, uh, when come from South Africa, see this place completely abandoned and um, contact in the United States with Isaac Beaton and uh, for he came to see, to see this place abandoned because Isaac Beaton have a, a great grandfather buried in the cemetery and um, Mr. Ralph Pink contacted in the United States with Isaac Beaton and Isaac Beaton uh, came, stayed isolated when see this place completely abandoned go to the United States and uh, made the force for create the Father Cemetery Restoration Fund When was that? The fund? is in um, 1983 or 85. So the cemetery was here before? The cemetery was it's always from here? 1838. Uh -huh. From 1838 to 1932. The last buried is today, is in Mr. Ralph Pint, uh, 2011. And um, Isaac Beaton created the Father Cemetery Restoration Fund in the United States. The, the fund is for erected erected the, the, the walls and, and painted and um, uh, restored and inventory the graves, uh, made the Portuguese calçada for this possible visit, planted 18 cypress trees dedicated to Aristide uh, Sousa and um, the ceremony is in 16 May 1993. How many people are buried here? 107, 107 burials, yes. Children's, uh, 72 inventors and the rest is children's. Now, something that I'm curious about is that the cemetery is from the 19th century. Who were these people? Were they Portuguese or were they English people? Who were they, these Jewish people buried in the Jewish cemetery here? Uh, the story is very interesting because the Marquês de Pombal, before the earthquake 1755, in the 1st October 1774, finished the Inquisition and uh, have the interest to evict the Jews are expulsed from, from 1496 for come to dynamize the economy. But the king died and uh, as doctor have the, the power and um, rehabilitate the Inquisition and the Inquisition finished only in 1921. It was before 
we have in Portugal the, the civil war in Portugal with the two brothers, one um, liberal, another absolutist. And uh, the liberal government in the 19th century they have the same idea of the Marquês de Pombal for invited the Jews for come to dynamize the economy. This is important. And why they invited the, the Jews from Morocco and uh, North Africa? Because the Inquisition, the Portuguese population have more than 85% cannot read and write Portuguese. By this invited the Jews. They said, People speak, five, speak and write five languages, someone seven languages. This is, this is very, very important. So these Jews that he invited back from North Africa were not of Portuguese origin. They were, I suppose they were originally from Spain then, weren't they? The Sifarad in Ebreu is uh, Peninsula Iberica. There are Jews from Peninsula Iberica, from Portugal and, and Spain. Not so from Spain and come to Portugal. They lived in Portugal, are Jews from Portugal also. So how many people accepted the invitation to come to Portugal at that time, in the 19th century, no? How many people, where they come, they want to, to come. How many came? They create one community in Lisbon, I don't know exactly the members, another in Oporto, Another in Oporto, this in Oporto come from, from Gibraltar, are different. Another in Ponta Delgada in Açores, and this one in Faro with 60 families. But it's very interesting because the same families come from Morocco to Portugal, are the same families go to Morocco and uh, Brazil and Amazonia. The names of the families are the same. So tell us about the center itself. Tell us exactly what you have and what you show people when they come. I showed them three families, the languages they speak, they work. I talked about one important member of this community, Abraham Amram. His life has crossed with the Portuguese community in Faro because the Jewish quarter is in the same place where, where is today the municipal museum, the last of the 15th century. In 1859, Abraham Amram, by the, 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 the same monastery where is today the municipal museum, and it was the Jewish quarter, and made a, a cork factory. It's, it's very interesting because 300 years later, they come for the, for the Jews. The cork factory is um, when work 110 men. The means in, in, in Faro. And in Portugal, it's only working in, in the industries. The ladies, no. The ladies who cook with his, his, his family, his children. And uh, for the population in, in Faro, it's very, very, very important. The last king of Portugal, when come to made the one important visit in, in the region, the, the bishop of Faro have not conditions for receive the king. And tell to the Abraham Amram, lent him many, many things for, for the, the king. The, the last king of Portugal tell him, count, but he, uh, Abraham Amram, no, I don't want the title of count. One lady from this community, for me it is important, the husband is Joshua Scherer, the family Scherer. Joshua Scherer is a man who um, died very young, and uh, his wife directed all the businesses of this band and also himself. 
import ships with coal from Newcastle to the harbour here in Far. It's very, it's very, very, very important. Abraham, Abraham Roy, the last bird in the 20th century, have uh, many businesses and uh, factories, and also a park with wood, national and international, for made furniture. Okay. Many, many stories, beautiful stories in Faro. It's not, it's not sad stories. Many people think the Jews have a sad story. No, no. Here in Faro, beautiful and uh, beautiful stories about the Jews. So they were a prosperous community. Yes, it was a prosperous community. And Finnish for two, two reasons, two important reasons. Uh, one of them, this uh, generation, are dedicated to the businesses. And the youngest want to be lawyers, doctors, engineers, have not schools, even not universities. They go for the big centers and the stranger. And the community go on also because of the big depression in 1929. Mm -hmm. In the synagogue museum, I talked about uh, the name of the furniture in Hebrew, and uh, I explained what is a wedding, in the Jewish wedding, the Shabbat, the Avdalah, the shofar, what happened with the books are very old, the religious books, the um, symbols, and, and so. Do a lot of people come to visit? In the year, we have the tourists more than in summer, but in winter, we have the schools. Uh -huh. so, so school groups come here? Yes. Uh -huh. and, and what kind of reaction do you get from the children? What do the children think? I tell him the same the, of the adults. Because um, the story is not so difficult for explain. No, but what is their reaction? Uh, the do reaction they like it? The children. Yeah. The children. It's good. It's good. And um, they are sensibilized with the Jewish community. And the Jewish people in, the, in Portugal also. So how many people... Let's say, not, not the children, not counting the school children because they come with the school, but how many other people, how many adults come to visit the center during the year? In the last, uh, last month, we have a, um, a group of the, the municipality. They come for, for the, the guides. Mm -hmm. And also the university, the university of Faro, come with a, a group, a groups every year for know about this, uh, this place. And do many tourists come? Many tourists, maybe 3,500 a year, 3,500. I think it's possible more, but have not conditions today in the region for a more, more. And the people who come to visit, are they mostly Portuguese or are they mostly foreigners? The very interested are, are the strangers. Foreigners. But we have many visitors, in, Portuguese visitors. <laughs> yes, many Portuguese visitors. The first printing press in Portugal was here in Faro, wasn't it? And I understand that it was run by a Jew, Samuel Gacon. Samuel Gacon is in 15th century, printed the first book in Portugal, the Pentateuch of Samuel Gacon. And also, the Samuel Gacom printed another, another book for me. It's very, very interesting. Uh, in 1492, is the um, Treaty of Divorce. Treaty of Divorce is very, very interesting because the Jews discussed the divorce in the last of 15th century. A copy of a fragment of the, the book inside the synagogue furniture. Okay, well, thank you very much. Not at all.
Well, that's it for this week. As always, we'd love to hear from you. So please email us any comments or suggestions or questions you'd like us to answer on the air. Our address is English Corner at RadioSephara.com. I'll leave you now with Havenu Shalom Aleichem by the group King Django from their CD Roots and Culture. See you next week. Music